0: let's start by praying um our father in heaven i thank you so much for the stuff we're thinking about this weekend i thank you that's your hope and your power and your 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 sovereignty is so much that even in the depths of our pain we can still have hope um and what i think about my non-christian mates they just don't have that they don't have anything like the level of hope father that that we get to experience being your people Um, and we'd love to share that we'd love to be better at speaking of your son we would love to see our friends come to share in the hope that we have Um, so I pray now that just you'd use this time that you'd equip us um, that we'd be be better prepared to answer everyone who um, asks us to give a reason for the hope that we have and that you would help us to do that with gentleness and respect amen amen part of my job, I, I try to quite often ask people, um, what are some of the things that you, um, make it hard for you to share your faith? What are some of the things that hold you back? And one of the things I hear most often is, is this, is that I'm worried I'm going to be asked questions that I won't know how to answer. For a lot of people, this is a thing that holds us back. Um, we're worried about particular topics or particular things coming up, and it can stop us from sharing our faith. Um, just have a look at the, uh, everyone got a handout, by the way, have a look at the verse that's at the top of that there at the back if you haven't got one. Uh, from 1 Peter 3.15, uh, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but uh, do this with gentleness and respect. Um, uh, a couple of things to notice there. I um, uh, do grab a, grab a handout, Becca, just on the chair behind you. Um, just notice the word prepared. Do you see that there? Always be prepared. God is telling us here to prepare um, to get ready. Um, I wonder if that's something we, 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 we do particularly, but he wants us to prepare um, for how we're going to answer people. Um, secondly, the thing to, to draw out here is just those last three words, do it with gentleness and respect. As I prayed a moment ago, those are the two things I'm really hoping <laughs> to say that help us prepare, but that we'll also be good at answering with gentleness and respect. Um, what are some of the uh, questions about Christianity that you've been asked or that you're afraid of being asked? Turn to the person next to you. What are some of the questions about Christianity that you've been asked? Difficult questions or that you're afraid of being asked? Chat to the person next to you. Go.
1: <laughs> a big one for me. <laughs> you, you yeah. the girls yeah. sure. Just it's right.
2: so it's not a master. Fair yeah. so the <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, guess, yeah i okay. i yeah. okay. Um, shout, shout some of those out. What are people saying? Yeah. Um,
3: how women are seen. So some of my friends yeah. don't really don't like how women are seen in the Bible or Think that they're treated a certain way.
0: Yeah, great. Others?
1: Gender identity and transgender issues. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, don't worry if you are going remember handwriting, this is mostly for me. Um, when I was dating my wife, she saw, came to my room at university and saw something on my table and said, my, my dyslexic eight-year-old brother has better handwriting. <laughs> but she still married me, so it's
4: okay. Yeah, go for it. Thanks, as dyslexic, I can justify that handwriting. Um, <laughs> sexuality. Um, yeah. Homosexuality. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's quite a current live issue. Great.
2: Um,
3: reliability
0: of the Bible. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We had hell over here. Mm. Uh, yeah, have any other people had that? Hell. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's coming from through. Yeah, okay, okay. Oh sorry. Great.
5: Science and faith.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any you others know,
3: Suffering. Suffering. Yeah, yeah, oh, I was
0: wondering if it come up. Great. Any more for any more? No.
2: We just said like one other thing, which I think what I've struggled with, especially more recently, is Mm. that people kind of think of it as quite like a personal thing. And especially in like a workplace environment of like you shouldn't question people's faith or religion. And actually that's quite... A, like a challenging thing that you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. So sometimes I struggle to for people even to start asking questions. Yeah. They're like, okay, that's
0: great for you, but how to get how do we even begin how the conversation? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I know that's not a list No,
0: here. but that's that's really useful. And just on that, later this term we're gonna do I'm hijacking DG to do three sessions on evangelism training. <laughs> um and the first one's on that, how, how do we get in how do we get the gospel into everyday conversations? And I, I, there's something that's I think they have there's ways. Um uh, but yeah, that'll come up to be continued. To be continued.
4: <laughs> so that element of you're entitled to uh, it, it, it struggles I think with the first two. Yeah. But genuine but or oh, the first three maybe, but it generally crosses oh it's nice that you believe that but you believe that and keep it in your corner please yeah yeah so yeah getting part of what today is. Yeah. yeah 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 yeah
0: okay great um, well before we dive in um i just let's let's think for a moment um about how did how did jesus answer hard questions because he gets asked a lot of hard questions in the bible someone happy to read out the, these these verses from mark chapter 10 yeah i can thanks Phil, go for it
1: Luke 10 on one occasion an expert in the law stood up to test jesus teacher here... What must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, Well, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind, and love your neighbour as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, And who's my neighbour? In reply, Jesus said, one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise.
0: Um, great, so just turn to the person next to you, those two questions at the bottom of the sheet. What do you notice about the man's questions? And secondly, what two things does Jesus do as he answers? Um, don't worry too much about the details of the parable. Um, just think big picture. Um, turn to the person next to you, go for it. <coughs> the
2: man's Yeah. <laughs> in, in, in yeah. it was
5: am sorry, i just on the side. Yeah. Is Here that. is the dynamic, but yeah. it's someone who
3: is yeah. specific yeah. well. yeah. well, in it. You know. yeah. So, like, teachers, yeah. there's yeah. sort of an yeah. element of hostility yeah. to this, but also, like, yeah. like yeah. Yeah.
4: Uh, and we'll there's a
3: hand
4: the, the back there Well, he firstly asks the government, like, well, what do you think?
1: What do you think he has to do with the rest of the world?
0: Great, should we come back together there? Um, don't worry if you didn't get everything. So what, what do you notice about this guy's questions? He almost does not seem that genuine. Um, yeah. he, he's sort of, sort of saying, I already know
4: the answer, but what do you think Jesus? And yeah. trying to be self-justifying knowing that he does that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's literally trying to catch Jesus out here. He's trying to test Jesus. Um, it's just a whole question. He's trying to ask Jesus a hard question, yeah. And what, what, what are the two things that Jesus does as he answers?
3: Tells a story.
0: Yeah, tells a story, absolutely. What's the other thing he does? asks the question back yeah sorry. yeah exactly yeah he he asks questions and he tells a story now i'm not just cherry picking this this is most often these are the things that jesus does when he's asked difficult questions he asks questions back and he tells stories and so basically that's what we're going to go through for the rest of the session asking questions and telling stories um, and then we'll work through some of these at the end if, if, if we have time so that's where we're going. Uh, so first of all, asking, asking questions. So we're on the second page of the handout now. Asking questions. Um, look, at, look at this verse, Proverbs 18, verse 13. I love this verse. To answer before listening, that is folly and shame. Just look at that for a second and ponder it. To answer before listening, that is folly and shame. Why? Why is that the case?
1: walk into a trap
0: yeah
3: you don't really know what you're responding to if you've not listened so you're going to sound stupid and that's going to look shameful
0: Mm. yeah yeah you
1: don't want
3: to go in with anything that, if you don't know what the root of the problem Mm. is then you don't want to go in with anything that might you know make them walk you know take a step back and not want to listen to you
0: yeah yeah absolutely yeah Um, I think also it's part, in that first verse that we looked at, it's part of gentleness and respect (laughs) to actually give people the time to listen to what's really going on. Um. So look, when you're asked a hard question, it might seem counterintuitive to the first thing you to do to be asked questions back. But I think it's what, it's what our saviour did. <laughs> it's a really, really good idea. Um, for, for, for a couple of reasons. First of all, find out, trying to find out where they're coming from. Because the same question can be asked from a completely different place. Let me give you an example of this. Um, a, a guy I used to play water polo with once asked me, uh, how can you believe in a God who allows suffering? Right, now for him, he grew up in South Africa and witnessed atrocities during the apartheid. So when he's asking that question, it comes from deep personal pain that's one example Um, another example a guy I met at Honest Questions a couple of years ago um, who was a a uh, I think he was a postgrad student really interested in philosophy and logic and argumentation and he asked me the same words the same question how can you believe in a God um, given suffering Um, but he's coming from that wanting to have a philosophical debate same question coming from a completely different place now how you answer those two people is totally different do you see that? So asking questions to try and find out where is this person coming from? So a question like, oh, what, what makes you ask that? Or is this something you've thought about much before? Questions that will, that will help, help them tell you more about where they're coming from um, so that you can learn to address what, um, what you're saying to them uh, more directly, because you, you'll find very, very different answers. Um, So that's the first kind of question you can ask, just to find out where they're coming from. Um, And that will change how we answer. Um, Second kind of questions we can ask, and we see Jesus doing this, is um, is to question their understanding. Because often when people come at us with a hard question, they are coming with their own assumptions that are completely unexamined. And they've never stopped and sort of thought about the assumptions that they're making. Um, I'll give you an example of this. I remember uh, chatting to a young guy once. Um, about God, and his big problem was God God and science, so I said, you know, what what do you think of the whole God thing, and he said, oh no, 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 I kind of, I kind of prefer science, and I said, okay, that's really interesting, tell me more, I mean, what is it about science that you think contradicts believing in God, and he was like, oh, sort of generally, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, but, 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 but what is it that makes you think that God couldn't exist, in a lot of sense, like, just sort of science you know <laughs> 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 i was like okay just let I me mean, understand this so you're you, you're kind of completely discounting the possibility of there being a god's because of sort of a kind of a, 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 a vague feeling you've got mm. does that sound reasonable to you um and it, it just opened him up <laughs> to a conversation he'd never examined. he had this assumption, completely dismissing christianity mm. and he had this assumption that he'd never even looked at <laughs> Um, which is that there's a contradiction. And so just a, a couple of simple questions just brought that to the surface and it opened up more of a conversation. Um, so so, so uh, qu- uh, questions that question the other person's understanding. Um, some questions here that are helpful with that. Um, hey, Sam, so grab, a, grab, a, grab a hand out on the, on the chair at the back. Uh, questions like, really? <laughs> or um, Can you explain that to me? Or uh, how do you know that? What is it that convinces you of that? Um, some questions that can help bring the assumptions to the surface, and that's by the way really worth doing with the the the, the Bible one. So many times someone's comes to me saying, "You can't believe the Bible." Oh, really? What, what, what makes you say that? Um, oh, it's all <laughs> it's all fairy stories made up in the Middle Ages. So, oh, is that? I mean, have you looked into that yourself? No, I saw it on a YouTube video once. <laughs> um, uh, do you know that the Bible actually claims to be eyewitness um, accounts, some of it? Do you want, would you like to read one? I, I, I've had a version of that conversation many times, um, but just by asking, how do you know that can help people examine their, their assumptions behind their questions um, and can open up further conversation. So um, find out where they're coming from, so sometimes questioning their understanding. But what, what if they're hostile? Sometimes people ask a question and it's really not a question. Do you know what I mean? How can Christians dare say that their religion is the only way? It's not really a question, is it? <laughs> what do you do then? What do you do if people are being, are being, are being hostile? Um, well, a couple of things to mention. I mean, first of all, um, it's worth saying just don't, you don't need to be thrown by that. Um, but, but, but do, like we said before, do you try to find out where they're coming from? Um, I heard an example, someone give an example of this recently, a guy called Sam. He got on a plane, sat down with a guy next to him, they got chatting. Uh, um, conversation went round to God and the guy sitting next to him said, I looked into Christianity as a teenager and I discovered it's a front for hate crimes against gay people. And the Christian sitting there thinking, oh my goodness, what do I do? <laughs> but instead of arguing or, 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 or trying to assert things back, he just said, oh wow, tell me more. <laughs> Um and he just listened for about an hour. This guy told his whole backstory, all the things that he'd seen where he'd grown up. And after um after he said somewhere between an hour and an hour and a half of this guy just going for it, um Sam said to him, Okay, so if, if I'm if I'm just tell me if I'm hearing you rightly. Um for you you feel you feel really offended by things you've seen Christians do in the past, and for you this is a real issue of justice and um, mistreating people. Am, am I hearing you right? And the guy said, Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. And the and Sam said would you like me to respond? And because he'd been speaking for like an hour, <laughs> he kind of had to say yes. And then they carried on, they spoke for another hour. And Sam was able to, able to address um, all of those things, the issues of justice and, 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 and all that stuff. But uh, and by, by the time they got off the plane, the other guy said, thank you so much <laughs> for that conversation. Um, but you see, that, that, that only happened because instead of getting flustered and attacking back he just said wow tell me more <laughs> tell me more um and, and, and tried to question and find out where this guy's coming from so look when 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 um when people are hostile again that's a really good thing it's just to say tell me more uh it sounds like this really matters to you you can just t- uh, is this something you've experienced yourself or uh, is there something behind this for you tell me more um uh, and it's worth remembering that, that they're not necessarily in control of the conversation. You feel really on the back foot when people are aggressive, but they're not the they're not the master of the conversation. You can just say at any point that's a really important question. I'd love to think about it and get back to you. You don't have to feel like you're in the hot seat. Um, uh, also, sometimes it's worth it's worth asking if, if they're being really aggressive. Can I just ask why are you asking that? Can I just ask? What's behind, you know, why are you asking? Um, is it that you want an answer, or is there something else, is there something else that you're wanting here? I can ask why are you asking? So there, there are some types of question that you can ask uh, when people ask us hard questions. And uh, but before we, we move on to um, what we might say in response, um, I just, this is the thing um, that I've kind of picked up through the years really, which is that um, try, try to connect before you confront. Try to connect with them before you confront. Um, what I mean by that is find something in what they've said to agree with or to affirm, something that you, um, to latch on to, to be positive about, before you disagree. Let me tell you why. Um, on uh, Christianity Explored last year when we were doing it on Zoom, uh, we were having this really interesting discussion. People were opening up, beginning to engage with different points of view to do with the gospel, and then a Christian joined the call. Um, and every time he heard something he disagreed with, someone would say something. Oh, but whatever wasn't the Bible written by? He would just say, "Well, no, because of this." And you can imagine what that does to the tone of the conversation. Mm. Everyone just, um, and then the person he just he just flat out contradicted, just um, just starts arguing back, and everyone stops listening to each other. Now, I'm not saying don't confront people, but just connect before you confront. It's part of being gentle and respectful connect before you confront. And the way to do that is to find something in their question that you can affirm. So you say, um, say, take the Bible example. Isn't the Bible just written hundreds of years later? I might say, um, that's that's a really good question because if it is hundreds of years later, then we're wasting our time listening to it. So that, that really matters. But I wonder, have you considered that? And then move on to answer. But just taking a sentence to connect before you confront. And to do that with a smile and with interest and enthusiasm, it just really changes the tone. Um, If you can't think of anything to affirm in their question, then just say, I think that's a really good question, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, if you can't think of anything else. Uh, But sometimes in their question, there'll be an issue to do with the Bible, like, like that guy on the plane and justice. His big issue with the sexuality thing was justice. So to say, do you know what? I think that really matters. Because in the Bible, justice is a big, big deal to God. So if God's being unjust, then that's, that's terrible. We don't want to believe in a God like that. But I wonder, have you considered <laughs> to, you See, connect before you confront? Um, okay, 10th person next to you, there's a box at the bottom. What follow-up questions might you use, or how might you look to connect if someone asked you those questions in the box? Go for it, chat with the people next to you. Um, <coughs> you get um, oh yeah, so right. yeah. yeah. uh, <laughs> I guess, I guess I yeah. But I think yeah, it's right. I think yeah yes and then I don't so
2: the uh, yeah. Really the, yeah or to yeah. Just yeah. Like, cool. yeah. Yeah. I to say to that the what I wonder if of these yeah, yeah. which <laughs>
5: i I I like to see trying to see the
4: I guess this um, yeah. 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 um yeah. Yeah
5: very um, you yeah. Um,
0: yeah.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> 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 you i
5: literally just go in <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't to Yeah. Yeah, it's are just need to were stuff for that. But my ask was I'm mostly so
5: everyone that had it was <laughs> like stories <laughs> and I
2: can it's talking to the I think maybe it's I yeah. um. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. and maybe yeah. that's cool. yeah. maybe, like, I'm actually yeah. So it yeah. Yeah. I I, yeah I think I I think I'd probably, I think probably.
1: started what's the like yeah. most um, Okay.
0: Sorry to interrupt. Do keep chatting, uh, chatting those things through after if you want. um But yeah, what what what, what follow-up questions might people ask? To uh, hasn't science disproved the Bible? What might you ask if someone said that to you? Where
2: does your belief in science
0: come from? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Any others?
5: We are talking about sort of the preconceived notion that the Bible must be important from that question. Okay. So like latching onto that and saying, great
0: question, because yeah. if the Bible's disproved, then yeah. th- everything falls apart. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, brilliant.
5: Maybe trying to hone in on, in particular on what they think, where they think the clash is, yeah. um, because you might try and answer a question on, Something that they're not
0: actually
5: bothered about, yeah, um, yeah. When,
0: when in fact they're particularly bothered about one. Yeah. one issue. Let me tell you about evolution. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <just> don't care. <laughs> <laughs> don't care at all. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. How about um? Doesn't doesn't Christianity crush diversity? What would you say if someone said that to you? What's
2: meant
0: by this
2: question? I think. We've... Huh. Yeah. We were what thinking that wasn't what my question. question. I actually Yeah. We were yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. thinking about what aspect of
3: diversity? Yeah. As in what are you. Yeah. This,
1: this
4: is be, um, no. just this, this, this is the most emotive one because you can see it leading to gender and sexuality within yeah. seconds. Yeah. So we're immediately on the back foot with that one. Right? Yeah. yeah. So you really want to plug into why diversity is important yeah. to that person? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were, we were saying like um, if we follow your model on affirming something in the question. Yeah. yeah. Say. Yet crushing diversity—that's a really serious issue, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Actually, that's something the Bible does actually take really seriously. Can I just ask, yeah. which are, like, where do you feel like yeah. there's an injustice there? Yeah, yeah. Like you not say before. Yeah, great. Yeah. And then maybe they might go, well, then they just all hate. Yeah. X Y Z. You yeah. Yeah. Know? yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it sounds. It sounds like diversity is really important to you. Is that is that something you have thought about lots? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Just open them up. Fantastic. Uh, but that is, by the way, one of the most ridiculous ones, especially if, if, if they're coming at it culturally speaking, because the average Christian in the world today is a, is a black African woman. <laughs> um, Christianity is not a Western religion. It didn't start in the West. It's never had a majority of Western believers. It's just crazy. But anyway, um, you, you don't say that. Um, <laughs> although you can get there. You, you can get there. Um, Oh, do you, do, do you know kind of what, we, what the
4: average Christian is in the world today? Yeah,
0: you can, you can get there. You can expose the fact that they are um,
4: basing it on a lie. Anyway, um, also stuff like Iran, fast growing church, China, but also then Christianity starts from a minority group that are persecuted on the edge of the Roman Empire. Mm. I know they're not things you want to jump in straight away with, but don't mm. yeah. get rid of your yeah. Western anglicized, Americanized yeah. white Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. These, you know, good-looking and well, well-washed hair. Yeah. That's yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not I
0: So that's a good example of there's a time where you can question their their assumptions and show them that they're completely false. This idea that um, Christianity is a Western thing, it's just not true. Um, okay. Uh, how can you say there's only one true faith? Let's keep going. Let's keep going for now. Okay. So that's asking questions. Um, next thing over the page. Um, Telling, telling stories, tell a story like Jesus does. It's really interesting. As this guy asks Jesus questions and throughout the, the Gospels, Jesus doesn't give him always abstract principles. He doesn't give him doctrinal statements. Um, he tells him a story. Uh, and so for us, I don't think we have to improvise stories like the Son of God could, um, but we've got his stories. We've got the stories from the Bible. So when I say tell a story, I mean restate a Bible story in your own words um, as simply as you can. And by the way, that might feel like a really weird thing to do. But I find that people are are genuinely really interested in the stories from the Bible. And they've almost never heard them. Uh, and, And what I find is if you tell a story, that opens up conversation. Sometimes if you just make a statement, that shuts down the conversation. But you tell a story and ask, what do you think of that? It opens up the conversation. It draws people in. You keep engaging. Um, and I I, I I, just say, the, 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 I think it's on your handouts there. Oh, that reminds me of a story from the Bible. Would you like to hear it? No one has ever said no to me when I've asked them that. I, d- I don't think ever anyone said no to me when I've said that reminds me of a story from the Bible. Would you like to hear it? Because people want to. They genuinely want to hear stories from the Bible. Um, just a couple of examples. Look, if, if, if someone... Was to ask about that that thing about other religions. Um, you could tell the story of the woman at the well. How there's this big religious divide um, uh, between the Jews and the Samaritans, and Jesus kind of just reaches across that all of these social divides, and then speaks to this woman with compassion about worshiping God in spirit and truth. Just tell that story, and ask what do you think of that. Um, or suffering. You could tell the story of the widow from Nain. Do you remember where Jesus finds it absolutely gut-wrenching that this woman's lost her son, heals him and gives her back to the mother? Or John chapter 11. We just did John chapter 11 at DG, right? Retell that story. How Jesus dealt differently <laughs> with the different women before raising Lazarus from the dead. What do, you, what do you think of that? Or if it's through sex or sexuality stuff, potentially the woman caught in adultery, John chapter 8. How Jesus kind of confronts this judgmental crowd um, and, and, and offers compassion to this woman without condoning what she's done. Well, what, what do you think of that story? Um, that, that it, it opens up conversation in a different way. You don't just have to assert the kind of summary of what the Bible says. Often just telling a story and asking what someone thinks of it will lead to other conversations um so yeah to ask a story and say look what are your thoughts on that does anything about Jesus in that story surprise you um and if it's going well have you ever read a biography about Jesus which you be interested in taking a look over a coffee this might sound crazy but it really does work (laughs) it really does work um Uh, Have a look at the the, um, questions in the box there. What Bible stories or truths about Jesus might you use um, in response to those? Maybe pick one or two in your groups and think what Bible stories might you use in response to those. Go for it. (laughs) Jesus
1: just like Jesus I'm not sure you're
5: going to be able that. are going to that. you I mean, you get
4: a yeah, do a
5: guy
0: Oh
2: yes, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah okay i'm keen to make sure we get on to some of the the juicy difficult questions at the end so um what what um uh yeah what what stories or truths about jesus might you use in response to uh to uh, i'm i'm afraid of death what story might you tell did anyone go for that one no. we well, have two angles so
1: yeah, one was um well you know like the Jesus said, "If we put our trust in Him, that even though we'll die a physical death now, we don't have to fear what's the other side because He's going to take us into, into eternal life." Yeah. And then the other one um, was that will was saying was that uh, when Jesus was about to die, he in the Garden of Gethsemane. Like he knew that he was going to be raised from the dead, but he was still he still had fear. He was still afraid. And he still yeah. prayed to God and asked him yeah. if it would be possible for him to not have to go through that okay. experience. So but even though he knew what the outcome was, he still yeah. felt that human fear of having to go
0: through it. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a story that connects with what this person's feeling. Yeah. Yeah. How about the next one? Um, how, I also think John Levin's a great one <laughs> to talk about there um, as well. Um, uh, how do you know God exists? That's an interesting one. What story might you tell in the Bible? I
2: was going to say Lazarus again. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lazarus it's does it's all like, of them. <laughs> yeah, no, no. it, was, it is a very, yeah.
2: Li- it was the whole thing, point, it was like it was very literal. Yeah. And that people yeah. saw that and observed it. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it's, but our faith is so much more than that moment in time. It's, like, oh, it's a clear, terrible art. Yeah. But it's a lot more than that, like, moment in time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really helpful, yeah. Any other, any other takers on that one? I can see Becca tries to... <laughs> <laughs> it was someone in our group said, <laughs> um, just to look at the creation story... Just that if, yeah. if we exist, um, and there is such order in yeah. the universe, it's a really
4: good indicator
2: that, that there must be a creator.
0: And obviously, yeah. you know, you can go and has that by the start. Yeah, 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 great. Um, Uh, Another one would be one of the stories where Jesus kind of claims he's God, one of those encounters where Jesus ends up claiming, um, uh, before Abraham was I am, or or, or, um, uh, healing the paralytic, um, and everyone being upset that he's about the blasphemy. Um, Okay, how about, I have too many doubts to believe in God. What story might you tell? We talked about looking at some doubters in the Bible. Slash... Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> he gets a bad rap, he <laughs> but um, but his doubts don't exclude him from believing in God. That's exactly. Not an, an yeah, exclusive thing. Yeah. Do you see how that's a really different way of answering, right? Someone says, "I've got too many doubts to believe in God." My first thought is, "Okay, let's go through all your doubts." Mm. But to tell them a story about someone in the Bible who doubts and then is convinced—that's just going to open up a different avenue, isn't it, of engagement? Um, yeah, absolutely. That's a great example. Um, Uh, Well, I'm focusing on the here and now. I don't need God.
4: (laughs) This one's hard. Mm. So you could use the parable of the lost son, for instance.
0: Yeah. But if you're
4: talking to a private banker who's making a ten million bonus every year, they don't lose everything. Yeah. So you need them to see the the frailty of it still. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Story of the tax collector. Yeah. He
0: was making megabucks, yeah. and then like, nah, Jesus is more important, Climb up the tree, changed everything. Yeah, it's a yeah. kind of model of what could be. Changing out of that, yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I once had, um, uh, I was at a cousin's wedding, and I was, found myself at the hotel in a hot tub with some random old bloke to <laughs> <laughs> do, and uh, he'd be yeah. spent 10 minutes just telling it me how much. Sounds very cheeky. <laughs> <you know? laughs> he spent 10 minutes telling me how much money he makes. Um, this was just a really boring conversation, um, and I just kind of went, uh, and, and then left. And I remember the moment I got out, I was just kicking myself, and I wish, to this day, this is a guy who, if that doesn't change, he's kind of trying to hold on to those riches to hell, and I wish I'd told him the parable of the rich fool. I, there's just a really interesting story from the Bible. Would you like to hear it? Jesus told this story about a man who had loads of money, and he kept making more and more and more and more money, but then that night he died, and God said to him, you fool. Um, you, you, this night your life's going to be taken from you and what's going to happen to all your money what would you think of that?
4: Oh. <laughs> that's a zinger. How's right? that going go to your gentleness? Yeah, yeah,
0: maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's not yeah, can justice. I just
4: say Andrew actually said that one, and we cancelled it out because of gentleness. <laughs> 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 fair
0: okay. enough. Fair if, enough. If, fair if enough. If you enough. Go really I think. Punchy, um, I think would say <laughs> really no, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. If it's an old man in a hot tub, it's <laughs> If it's an old man in <laughs> a hot tub, it's fine. It's, um, yeah, yeah, no, I honestly. My my point on that is I do context is everything. Um. So the situation is everything. And if this is a person, I'm never going to see them again. Is it, un- is it unkind to challenge him in that situation? If he might not have no one else in his life that's going to do that. Mm. I mean, if I'm being rude and brash about it, then maybe. But I, I, mean, I might not do that with my best friend, <laughs> who I'm going to see every week. But context, context does change that. So, but I do think there are moments where just taking that opportunity is a one-off. I might never see this guy again. It's my chance to say something that could change his life for eternity. I don't think that's unkind to say something that confronts, so long as you do it. But yeah. I, 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 so if I was if I was in that situation again, I, I I I would tell the story and say, "What do you think of that?" <laughs> I might tell the story and say, "Oh, what do you think of that?" Cheeky smile. Um, do you know what I mean? Maybe not too cheeky. Yeah? <laughs> but you get what I mean. You get what I mean. This is being this is being recorded. Um, um, on that so yeah
3: essentially with friendship hmm. because it's longer term we are more gentle and strangers fine Like, mean, not that a, a bluntness with strangers yeah is a good thing because you want to it's your one opportunity yeah yeah so you're a bit more feisty with a one-off
0: i think potentially i'd be, I'd be more happy to confront a bit more quickly if, if this is my only chance with a person. Um, but I also think you can be, you can confront in a way that's warm and enthusiastic and gentle yeah. with a smile. Um, and so again, it would depend with a friend. There might, be, there might be friends I've had for a long time that I can be more blunt with because they know what I think. and We've been through it lots of times. So I can say to my friend in the car, he's uh, from Waterford, I had loads of conversations with him. And he's talking about um, how he keeps looking for satisfaction um, in different things. And he was talking about relationships. And I just said, mate, how's that working out for you? Mm-hmm. With a big smile. And he laughed, and then we, you know, but I could be really blunt with him because, so it completely depends. It depends. Um, but with a big smile and enthusiasm, you can get away with more than you think.
4: But actually, on, on that exact point, almost be directly into it, almost a question to ask someone like that is does it make you happy? Because he's got you in a hot tub, he's trying to show off, he's trying to intimidate you. Um, Brilliant. I've met loads of people like that, and it's look at how successful I am. Yeah. I don't care. And almost <laughs> saying, without trying to say, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. That shatters yeah. everything he does, yeah. his Rotary Club, whatever, is based upon yeah. people caring. Yeah. Yeah. So, is there a more loving way of sort of. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's a great example. That's a great example of using a good question, right? That can completely undermine someone's assumptions. Yeah, that's a good example. Um, how's that working out for you? Is it making you happy? Oh, that's great. Is it making you happy? <laughs> um, good example. Okay, right, let's go on to some specific issues then. Um, what do people want to do? Uh, which of these which of these do people want? Um sexuality. Yeah. sexuality. And
2: gender. Yeah. I feel like those man. things that not I know they're not the same question,
0: but I think they often come up in very similar yeah. ways or within the same context. Yeah. yeah, yeah, let's
5: go for it. And they're one the ones that in work, I think increasingly yeah. are the ones yeah. That, yeah. that we think if I get asked that, how do I answer it
1: without losing my job?
0: Yeah. The, yeah especially in chairs with those HR? teachers. Yeah, how yeah. do yeah. yes. I have yes. an honourable
1: answer that honors the Lord without Getting sacked simultaneously.
4: It's a great question. It's a great question. I think also it feeds directly into people's identity. It's where our identity is running against theirs. That's and that's how I think that's the key to answering.
0: By the way, and I'll comment on that now. Let's let's go let's go for that one. Um, Andrew sat with me as we sat together on his questions with a strender person two weeks ago and had this conversation. I'm just going to tell you what we did then, and this is all from Matt Fuller. This is how Matt encourages encouraged me to answer when this stuff came up. So if there's anything good in it, it's all him. Um, so, um, and this isn't, this isn't, this isn't gonna be telling a story. I, I need to preface, one big preface. It's this, how you answer this question completely depends on the person and the context and the situation. I hope that's obvious. Um, uh, being shouted at across a pub, <laughs> which has happened to me, how you answer in that situation is very, very different to how someone at work um, who's really angry <laughs> um yeah you know, it's just it, this is not a one-size-fits-all but assuming that you've got time assuming that this there's a good relationship and this person will listen to you the way that matt taught me to answer is basically this um uh you say look um I, i'm um oh, um you say uh I think when when we're talking about this, we need just to take a step back, because otherwise we're just going to miss each other. I think we need to take a a step back and ask, what is sexuality for? Or gender, Talk about gender, what is it for? So we said to uh, Eleanor, so uh, um, Eleanor, what do you think sexuality's for? And she said, um, there's normally three things that people will say, she said um, procreation and then fun. Um, and, and then the third one, which she didn't say, but we then added in, I said, yeah, I think that's absolutely right. I think there's another thing that lots of people think it's about, which is identity. And this is a way for me to show the world who I really am inside and that that's what sex is for. My sexuality is for showing who I am and being the real me. And then we said, um, now, if if that's true, then actually what the Bible says it's really bad <laughs> because it's denying people who they truly are, um, and so if that's true, that would be really bad. I I I agree with you, but I suppose um, my question I I have a slightly different angle, which is that I'm not sure that sexuality is for those things. Actually, when it comes to identity, um, the Bible says that the where I find who I truly am, it's not in my sexuality; it's in God's love. It's actually something much deeper. Whatever my sexuality. Um, I find who I really am, my identity in God's love. And that actually, um, uh, sexuality, is for, 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 for a couple of those things, procreation, <laughs> it is meant to be enjoyable. But it's also a thing, the Bible says, that's designed to show God's love for the world. It's meant to be an image, a picture of God's love for the world. Um, and it's, it's there, it's in God's love that we find who we truly are. What do you think of that? Now That's the conversation we had with a transgender person. <laughs> And would, do you have any thoughts on that conversation? I thought it, I thought it, She was really listening. Yeah.
5: Yeah. No. I. I. I agree. I don't think. Um, I. I didn't do much talking. I have to say it was. Uh, we say we. It was Nick. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> was uh, <laughs> um, but I think uh, the the really important thing was that you spent. I think more than almost any other question, spent a long a long time at the start affirming what she had, she had said. Um, and uh, she was pretty really quite emotional about it uh, which is completely understandable so uh, uh, and then but then getting, getting to those to, to those um, sort of to those points and, and making sure that
1: yeah. those are sort of understood yeah. Yeah. what was the question uh, how did you how
5: did get, get into that conversation she had the, that quote from Stephen Fry which yeah. essentially said apparently in his book he says something like um, I'll be ashamed of many things but the, the, um, the instincts of my loins and the instincts of my heart that those are things I'll never be ashamed of um, uh, and I thought that and she said oh, I thought that's yeah completely agree with that and
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we then yeah so she went from that it was that how, how could God deny something that I can't help mm. was where that was coming from Um, and so that's how we did it and look I prepared for that (laughs) Um, I'd spoken to Matt I'd thought through what are the steps I want to go through and that was that what what do you think sexuality is for Mm. and then you need to draw out that lots of people think it's about identity now actually that's a really important thing but the Bible says actually uh, we find our identity somewhere else we find our identity in God's love Um, and that sexuality is a picture of uh, of God's love among other things and that's where we find who we truly are um, now what I'm not doing then is, is then applying and therefore you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't do the other. You could go there and sometimes you might have to but but, but I, 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 I don't think you need to go into that bit because the underlying issue I think is identity. And by the way, the person you're speaking to won't have thought about this as much as you have. Mm. Um, so for you to say this, they've never thought what is sexuality for, they've never thought about that. We've actually thought about it more than them. Um, it's also worth listening to Matt's talks that he did on this from a couple of years ago. Um, was it last summer or the summer before? Amazing. Um, I thought they were... Oh, maybe they're not on the... Maybe they're not up. Yeah, the. I thought they were deliberately not up. They might not be up. Get into contact with the office if you want to get recordings of those. I think we have them somewhere. Is um uh, I've I've given you a technical abstract answer, but it's the best thing I've come up with, or that Matt's come up with that I've ever used in a conversation about this stuff. But do you see the steps there. What is sexuality for? And just listen to what they think about that. Draw out the, this idea of it being about identity. That's and that's why people find what the Bible says really hard. I think identity is really important, but actually the Bible says we find our identity elsewhere in God's love. Um, and that's much more secure. <laughs> um. And that's why um does that make sense can I ask a yeah go for it yeah
2: um do you think we should should always answer these questions no because i think i mean yeah just but for me i think i've had not necessarily directly into this but people yeah i i work in like, we do a lot of work on gender within what i do yeah um, and yeah. i think it can be a bit of a struggle of yeah. like but the majority of the time, I would never say anything. I can yeah. get questions every yeah. now and again, but majority, I will often dodge that, yeah. and I will feel guilt that it's like, is that the right
0: time to say. Yeah, I don't know. It's I, well, I think logical. I think yeah. I think it depends. It depends if you've actually if someone's actually listening to you, if they're just trying to trap you. So two things I'd say on that. Firstly, it'd be fine to say I'd love to chat about that, but these are complex issues. Would you be up for going for a coffee to talk mm-hmm. further? And then you've got a chance, and their response to that will tell you quite a lot about whether they're actually wanting to listen or not. So you absolutely, don't feel like you have to answer then and there in the moment. Um, that's a really important question. I'd love to think about it more. Would, would you like this? Isn't a great this isn't the appropriate context. Would you like to go okay, for coffee to talk? That's one way of um, of dealing with it. Another one, and I love this one, is by saying, look, I, I'm happy to, assuming it's not quite so hostile a situation, um, I'm happy to answer your question. But first of all, can I just ask you, do you consider yourself a tolerant person? because i've got a minority view here and before i share, it, i just want to know that you're a tolerant person and i'm free to share my minority view that's yeah. like conversational judo that is because <laughs> 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 yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's great isn't it i read that in a book that's not me
4: um, <laughs> um but tolerance not too cynical so tolerance doesn't really exist in the way it did 10 years ago i know i
0: know I, that i have that has worked for me in a conversation like before um uh they're coming at you to attack you for being intolerant and then if they suddenly think that they're the ones that are intolerant right. depending on the search there are some people who wouldn't care about that um, but for some people that can work. Yeah, yeah go for it, I'm
1: um, This maybe slightly, this is related but maybe it's just slightly going to a different angle. I think one of the, I think one of the things that uh, many of us will feel the pressure on, which is certainly the case where I teach, is that um, what out in the the uh, in the world is considered a, a hot topic area of debate mm-hmm. is within, especially in educational institutions, it is being rolled out and implemented as if actually that's just how things are yeah. and this is hardwired fact. Mm-hmm. So it's just um, I can't think of the right word. It's insidiously just yeah. well this is just part of the fabric of things. Eh? Yeah, thank you you feel that resonate against you in in the wrong way. You go, oh, what's going on? Why do I feel off kilter Mm -hmm. about this? Because it's just the way it is. So here's a staff information form. We're going to ask you what your pronouns are. Oh, oh, okay. It's just, it's very subtle kind of things, Mm. very subtle kind of things like that. Uh, uh, So there's almost, there's already this assumed backdrop of well, everybody just believes that. Everybody believes this ideology because that's what it is. It's ideology, yeah. and as far as I, I haven't done as much reading as as, my, as M, my wife has done. On this, she's been reading lots on this, but as far as I understand it, still there is. Um, uh, it's still a, it's still illegal to. Force somebody to believe in an ideological position. Mm-hmm. So technically, our Christian faith falls under that, under that territory. So we're free to believe in mm-hmm. this ideology of Christianity. Yeah. We're not free to impose that on somebody yeah. else. Yeah. And there's there's this underhanded shift, especially in the educational sector, of we're no longer acknowledging this as an ideology that some people hold to. we we're mm-hmm. we're, a, we're we're ingraining this into the fabric of this is how things are and if you're if you have a problem again uh, if you have some kind of issue Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with any area of this then uh, then you're a morally corrupt person yeah and i think that's where for myself certainly that's where a lot of this unsettledness is coming from and a lot of this fear of of just saying anything, and that's not—that's not only for, for Christians as well. Like I observe that amongst non-Christian colleagues, saying, "Well, just be careful who you say that we because you to fight, get fired." And they're saying it half joking, but they are actually worried about that mm-hmm. as well. And I don't know if you have any wisdom about how can we, um, how can like we the, address that thing? Mm-hmm. you see what I mean? Like maybe the not questions a, not being asked—it's
2: kind of like it's there. But nobody's actually asked you how do you feel about these things, so there's like a, almost a gap. So you feel like, do I have to say something myself? Mm.
1: Right, and because it's because it's there in the, well, we're just asking every single person for their. Oh, so you're assuming that that I believe. Mm. You're assuming that it's the normal position for everybody to believe that my physical body That's is just a shell and and. So now, so I've literally, I caught myself the other day taking a register with a new class. And out of nowhere, a thought popped into my head, because no one's told me this, this is just because of how things are going. Mm -hmm. Of, oh, I've got to be careful that I don't just assume that the female names on this register goes with a biologically female person that I can see in the room. And that's... Yeah. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Do you
4: have
0: something else? Well...
3: Yeah, so I'm, also, I'm a teacher, and um, I was given a PSHE session to do where I have to, one of the action points was to get the form to reject male and female and reject the binary. Um, but actually, I, I chatted to my form about it and it's interesting because they are, I feel like they've grown up with that viewpoint. So actually, we questioned it, and we thought about it, and I talked about women's sport because I think that's quite a good way in, because they can mm. see why it's unfair for them to play for a women's football, if it's a boys' school. They could see why that would Ruin women's sport because it wouldn't, you know, (laughs) it would get taken over by men who were better. Um, And that that was quite an, and then they actually did start questioning and we started talking about whether or not it's always appropriate to reject the binary. So I said, I'm I'm not, I I just said, I'm an older generation, I probably think differently to you, but I don't think we should always reject the binary because of these XYZs. And actually they were quite, they were far more, I thought I'd get sacked, they were far (laughs) more responsive than then i once i'd sort of started speaking they were actually pretty good mm-hmm. um and i also emailed the other sixth form staff because they had to do the same pshe session and said i'm just not convinced that yeah. you need to yeah. so i think you can the but bo- i was surprised by how nice they were yeah <laughs>
0: yeah
3: um i think it's worth trying um,
0: and i think the question how do we live just dis- essentially how do we live distinctively in a culture that's completely shifting and hostile to us yeah. um that's kind of that question and one uh, Peter has a lot of. <laughs> that's what that book's about, basically.
3: And kids are quite nice. malleable, so if you give them another idea, I feel like they'll
2: they can like, oh, oh okay, Well oh, I haven't heard that. Yeah. It, yeah. It's also yeah. like people's intentions mm-hmm. as well. I think so. Where I I work in like human rights for workers. Sorry, I will make it very quick. But I think like for me, I had this real like in my head and my heart had this real like, animosity towards people who held very different views. Yeah. I think for me it was a real click change, understanding that people don't. They want they loved people, they wanted to love people through these views. Mm. And actually that is a, a common thing. So by actually taking it that a step back and being like, actually what is behind all these questions and these mm. beliefs? And there is just a common love for people. Yeah. And that they're just showing it in a very different way. Yeah. And you can take it back and ask questions yeah. around that. Yeah. 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 That is
1: really helpful. Thank you
0: for that. Um, super
1: i'm just realizing we're um
0: we're like nearly 10 minutes over, over time so I'm sorry about that um, i also so i need to pray pray and let you guys have a chance to escape if you want to um for what it's worth though if anyone does want to hang around um, i'm more than happy to tell you a couple of the other answers maybe suffering and how we could do or bible if you want to hang around and keep talking I'll, I'll hang around so i can show you a couple of other answers to those things if you want it but let me pray and then anyone who wants to such needs to can um can jump is that all right um uh, that's great. Oh, Father, um, we pray that that verse that we started with would be, would be true for us. I pray that you would help us be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks us, to give a reason for the hope we have. And I pray that we would do that with gentleness and respect. Lord, I pray for people in this room. It's really exciting to think of what you could do um, with us going out and trying to tell other people about the Lord Jesus. It's exciting to think that other people's eternities might be changed. It's exciting to think that, that on the last day, there might be people standing with us in your glory, because of conversations that I had um, with people in this room. Please make that happen. Please give us courage. We're scared about um, the threats to our careers. We're scared about what people are going to think. We're scared about looking like monsters, particularly to do with this sexuality stuff. Give us courage and give us chances to speak of you. In your name we pray and for your glory. Amen. Amen. Amen.